Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus Your college football game day has come early. Goes down the field for Siki. Goes up high. He's got getaway from the top speed. And the ball is free. What a hit. You got barbecue back there? From underdog triumphs to powerhouse showdowns, we've got your winning playbook covered. It's BetQLU with Chris Mack, RJ Choppy, and John Martin. Presented by BetMGM. And here we go. Time to go bowling. Yeah, all the bowl games, all the good stuff, all the opt-outs, all the coaching changes, all the transfer portal entries, every single last bit of it, you've got us for an extended window, a special two-hour bowl extravaganza of BetQLU. Happy holidays to you. Whenever you may be listening to this or watching this, whether it's on the Odyssey Sports YouTube channel, uh, whether you're inside your free Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, whether it's before Christmas, after Christmas, whatever holiday you, you may or may not be celebrating, whatever parts of your family you're trying to avoid, we appreciate you avoiding them with your BetQLU family. Alongside RJ Choppy and John Martin, I'm Chris Mack. Let's do it, boys. We got some games to talk about. Some of them will involve teams that, let's be honest, most of you haven't even paid attention to this year. Some of them will involve teams that maybe you've watched every single snap of. But whatever it is, we got you covered here for the two-hour BetQLU Bowl extravaganza. Uh, Let's start with the big ones, boys. Let's start with uh, another look at the college football playoff semifinals on New Year's Day. Uh, As the lines 
feels like they've settled in, right, for both of these games. Uh, the, the markets are what they are. I don't think we're getting too much fluctuation unless there are any late injuries, perhaps, that go down uh, that we find out about in, in the final few days leading up to the games. But another look at, first, the Rose Bowl. Uh, John, I'll start with you. Number four, Alabama. Number one, Michigan. Wolverines favored by just a point and a half. Lots of early action on the tide. Uh, I'm right there with the public. That's fine. I'll be square. I'll bet with the public on this one because I think everybody's flooding in on Nick Saban and saying, hey, that's Nick Saban, and he's got multiple weeks to prepare for a game. If anybody can figure out what the weaknesses are in Michigan's number one defense, if anybody can figure out how to slow down that run game, it's Nick Saban, and I'll throw on top of it there. I think I'll take Jalen Milrow over J.J. McCarthy right now, the way these guys are playing, John. Yeah, it is funny how this will work, though. Like, we'll have, you know, you see this with big games. You had the initial sort of move, right? This opened, I think, at two, and then it got bet down, you know, slightly to Alabama plus one and a half. And then we're going to get to game day on New Year's Day, and it's going to move again. You know, it's going to go up or it's going to go down. It's not going to, you know, it's like what, for whatever reason, people wait, and that may have something to do with limits right the, the on on game day your limits are going to be higher than they are you know 10 days you know two weeks out uh you know if you look at your sharper sports book sometimes the limits will be posted and they'll be bigger on game day than they are today there's no question about that and so i do expect this to move but I, i'm with you you know and, and and not much about my opinion has changed since you know we first talked about it earlier in the month um first of all when it comes to the public you know the public does not have any sort of special skill um, to lose. They just they just don't win fifty five percent of the time. That's you know, skill, so man. yeah. I mean, I, I suppose that is true. But just on, on on any given bet, you know, I tend to kind of throw that stuff out, right? Like, uh, you know, if I was betting along to the public for hundred and fifty bets, you know, okay, that's it's sort of a little different. Um, but we talked about it. I, I just don't know how Michigan defends the athleticism of this Alabama offense and, and specifically Jalen Milrow. Um, I, I just don't think they've seen a quarterback with his skill set, with his repertoire. And I, I, I just don't know, you know, how they respond to his, mo- his mobility. And, you know, he, he's thrown that ball really confidently. So, you know, unless they're f- able to find a way to establish a ground game, which Alabama has just been really good against all season long, I just don't really see a path for Michigan. I like to visualize these things, right? Like, if I'm going to mm-hmm. bet one way or the other, I always try to visualize, okay, well, what what would this look like? And I just – I'm running into a block with Michigan. I can't get there with them. I don't see a path unless Milrow just pisses down his leg, and he hasn't done that, you know, for the last two and a half months of the season. So it's Bama for me, RJ. I don't know if you've, you know, changed your mind, but it is certainly Bama for me. Uh, I, I am an elitist SEC, you know, Fanboy, uh, no, it it's Bama for me. Uh, it has been. It, look, I've I've always I've always felt like when you get in these kind of situations that um, you know the the the, the team that uh, that I feel is is got the better quarterback is going to wind up winning. I think Miller's a better player than 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 JJ. I don't think it's like light years difference. Um, you know, I think that there's a good chance that you can make a case that uh, either one of the Washington Texas quarterbacks, Quinn and 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 Penix, are one and two, uh, and then it's three and four in the other game. But, no, I think Bama's the team uh, in this one. And I'd be interested to see how the the public versus sharp betting goes um, as we get 
closer to kickoff. I know in the uh, and I was looking at this during the Cowboys Buffalo game. I mean that was an easy Buffalo pick for me. I mean I, I took I took one look. The majority of the money was on the Bills, and the majority of the tickets were on the Cowboys. I take a rocket scientist to figure out why. Uh, yeah. That's where the sharp money is. So like that's that that's where it's going to come down to with a lot of these games is especially when you're when you don't have the access to all these uh, to, to the backups. I mean, try watching that Marshall UTSA game the other day with uh, Pennington's kid trying to play as a third stringer for crying out loud. I mean, you you have no information on these kids, so you've got to follow the sharps. You can't be follow, You can't yeah. be going along with the public in these. Yeah, it's it's there, and we're going to get into some of those games a little bit later that are like, man, who's playing quarterback for this team now, and how many snaps have they taken, or maybe more accurately, not taken at this point. In the season, I do. I do agree. If if it comes down to both teams taking away what the other offense does best, and you, this ends up being a quarterback versus quarterback kind of game, in my opinion, it ends up being Milrow versus McCarthy. And Jalen Milrow's been playing Heisman Trophy caliber football for the last six weeks. JJ McCarthy, it, Michigan's won games with him thrown for 147 yards or whatever it is. He, they're not going to be able to get away with that against Alabama. Let's pivot to the late game, the Sugar Bowl. Uh, Texas, Washington. Texas still by four and a half on this one. Have not seen a big move in Washington's direction. Uh, I have been all over Washington for the bulk of this season, guys. I started to tap out a little bit late when when Penix was dinged up and uh, they had some ugly wins, in particular on the road uh, in Corvallis. But this is a team that just Penix shows up. He's got top-flight receivers. There's no reason for anybody to opt out of this game. Uh, they are I, – I like Penix over Ewers, especially when I take into consideration, RJ, the weapons that each quarterback has around. Well, look, there's no doubt. I mean, Washington's got, you know, uh, NFL players, two NFL wide receivers, an NFL left tackle, an NFL running back. And then Penix, who's going to play in the league, too. And it's not like Texas doesn't have that. I mean, Texas is loaded with four- and five-star recruits anyway. But, no, I, I think Washington is um, – they're, they're a legitimate – they're a legit football team. They're, there's a lot of, like, comparisons with the team that beat Texas, you know, Oklahoma, uh, mm-hmm. and and Washington. Like, Washington is just a better version of that. You know, they've got, they've got players in the position that – at positions that can uh, – of importance, of value – that could really impact the game. That's a tough one. It's a tough one to pick because, I mean, I, I think Texas has got every advantage here. I mean, they're playing dang near a home game. And it's not mm-hmm. like Washington's not going to show up, but that's still going to be a 60-40 Longhorn crowd at the Sugar Bowl. So it's, it's not that like, far. Yeah, that, that's not enough for me. And this is what I don't get about Washington still sitting at four, four and a half. Um, in, in this situation, we, we doubted them going up against Oregon, John, and they shoved it right back in our faces. And we doubted them, like I said, the entire final month of the regular season, and they've shown up and they've shown up and they've shown up. And I don't understand why there hasn't been enough action yet to push this back in Washington's direction unless it comes in super, super late. Yeah, I mean, look, I think there's probably a lot of weight uh, assigned to that win over Alabama and Tuscaloosa. I think that's probably a, you know, a, a big uh, feather in Texas cap and probably a little bit mm-hmm. of a, I mean, cause if you just sort of boil it all down and strip it away, I mean, you, you're talking about a, 
you know, one playoff team beat the other at their place pretty handily. Now, again, we, we've talked right. about it. That was a very different Alabama team. But I can sort of understand from that perspective maybe a little bit of reticence on, you know, getting involved with Washington, you know, under a touchdown here. You know, I said it when we were talking about this game as the matchups were announced. Like, the only hesitation I do have with Texas is that I just don't know really who they are. I mean, they have that one win over Alabama, which is fantastic, which is one of the best wins in college football. But then, you know, you're talking about a, a Big 12 where they kind of just, okay, they got by Kansas State, they got by TCU, and you know, they lost to Oklahoma, and they just, they just you know, I, I just don't know how much they were really tested. And, and even in those games, like how well they necessarily showed. Now, they won those games, and they're, and they're deserving. Don't get me wrong. It's just like in terms of, you know, playoff team versus playoff team, do I really, am I really in a place where I want to lay four you know, against Washington, I, I don't mm-hmm. think I am. I don't love four either because, I mean, you're talking about, you know, a very you're, you're, you're trying to operate in a very tight window here, but I just don't think I can get to four with Texas in this one. I, I, I'm just not there, guys. Yeah, as of – what's interesting, RJ, is as of Thursday morning, this thing also has and, – and this is what's interesting to me, the total on this, traditionally – High total, given what Texas just showed us in the Big 12 championship game. Not surprising. Given what Washington has done all year with their offense, 63 and a half. BetQL has it as a five-star under, and 88% of the money is on the over. So things point, again, that's as of Thursday morning, the 21st. But this this could be interesting to watch. You know, can, can Texas... Can Texas light up the scoreboard again? I have my doubts like John does. Uh, look, I mean, how the, the Pac-12 defense historically has been not great, and the Big 12 defense mm-hmm. historically has been not great. Like, this is setting up for, like, to me, like, this this could be one of those 38-35 games, 41-38 games. I, I think this could be an absolute shootout from the standpoint that, I mean, neither one of these teams is like, elite defensive squad, you know, if you look at it from a historical perspective, the way, you know, right. Michigan might be this year or, or Bama has been or Georgia has been. Uh, you know, you get in these games, these games become track meets, man, and these coaches get aggressive and they don't want to punt and go for it on fourth down. I, I could easily see the overhitting. I understand why uh, there, there would be a heavy lean or a lean towards the under, but I could easily see this thing, uh, the, the overtake in this one. Real quick before we wrap this up, this first segment up here, guys. Uh, national title odds as of the morning of Thursday, December twenty first. Michigan's plus one ninety; they're still the favorite. Bama right behind him, two to one. Texas plus two seventy five. Washington way out there at seven to one. Um, mm-hmm. Who do you like? And is, I, I, I'll be honest, I'm, I'm tempted to sprinkle a little something on Washington at seven to one because I believe in them to get past. Texas, but then the question is, do they get past whichever defense they have to face in the championship game? Right. Yeah, I mean, I think you'd have to sort of – I don't have the, like, calculator in front of me here, but you'd have to, like – if you just kept an open parlay, you know, on Michigan, for example, like, would that pay better than plus 190, you know, if they were right. to beat Alabama? And it, I mean, it just all depends, right? It all depends. Like, if Washington upsets Texas, then Michigan's probably going to be a sizable favorite. Um, I just don't, I don't really, I'm not really compelled by, 
any of the at this point in the in the you know I would I would just rather bet the team game by game, you know, than uh than try to pick a you know because you're talking about pretty thin value when you get to this point. So I know that's kind of a cop out answer, but I would just I would just bet Washington money line you know twice you know if I if I loved it that much yeah. uh, or you know Michigan money line twice if I loved it that much and, and vice versa. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't think there's enough value on Washington. I think it's it's obviously better value than you're getting anywhere else. It's you know two and a half times, uh, you know Texas's and it's three times plus Bama's. So I I, I don't think there's enough value to to, to lay that. Uh, I think I think John's right. Either take Michigan or Bama uh, in each game money line. You probably make out better than yeah. you would, uh, especially if it's going to be Bama money line because they're going to be a, little, a slight uh, you know a slight dog in that. All right, there's would they four be, other would, New would Year's. Would they be an underdog? I was going to say, would they be an underdog to, to Texas? Do we think that, or would, they, would it be a pick? Like, what do we think that number would be? Oh, I mean, I, I think I think the, you know, the numbers show, the odds to win the title show that they'd be a favorite right now. But they're, but they're, very, they're, they're small. One. very small. Yeah. But, like, you're, you're, getting a, you're getting a little bit of a bump in the Michigan game if you take Bama in both games. So Maybe two. Maybe. Good. Yeah. But but I don't know. It'll be inside the field goal. Most. Yeah, absolutely. Four other New Year's six games we want to touch on, and then a slew of other games that we're gonna give you either picks or leans on. We're gonna give you the most up-to-date information on who's in the portal, who's opting out, coaching changes, everything we can. But again, we touch on the other four big New Year's six games next, alongside RJ Choppy and John Martin. I'm Chris Mack, and this is Beck QLU. You've been listening to BetQLU, presented by BetMGM. If you missed any of the show, listen back anytime on the new and improved Odyssey app. Let's get back to BetQLU, presented by BetMGM. And welcome back in alongside John Martin and RJ Choppy. I am Chris Mack, and this is BetQLU, our bowl extravaganza. We have got you covered, touching on absolutely every single bowl game between now and New Year's Day. We've already talked the college football playoff semifinals in the Rose Bowl and Sugar Bowl on New Year's Day. Now, for the rest of the New Year's Six. Let's dive in. Some of these games could be really good. Some of them could be clunkers, but let's discuss. We start with the Cotton Bowl. Uh, It's Ohio State against Missouri. Missouri laying a point against the Buckeyes? What? Yeah, well, half of the Ohio State team has decided to either opt out and or enter the portal, including quarterback Kyle McCord. Um, Ryan Day is on thin ice after once again losing to Michigan. I don't know if beating Missouri in the Cotton Bowl necessarily buys him any capital back in Columbus or if this is more for him about just not losing because losing would be even uglier headed back to Columbus uh, after losing to Michigan the way they did in the big game. RJ, Missouri, I think they've been a pleasant surprise in the SEC. You know, they gave Georgia a scare earlier this year. 
Um, they've ended up becoming a bit of a feeder system for other big programs uh, with with transfers and, and opt-outs over the last couple of years. I think this game quite simply comes down to do we get Marvin Harrison Jr. or not? Still an outside chance, at least according to the latest news, that he might decide to play in this thing. He might not. Um, do we get R.J. Maserati Marv? Oh, please. Oh, please. Oh, please. Oh, <laughs> So this is one of those classic games that uh, it, it, it has nothing to do with necessarily the transfers. This is one of those do you care to play in this game games. Mm. And, you know, Ohio State is a team that was in the top four for a majority of the weeks of the college football playoff selection. Missouri never was. Um, I think that plays a lot, a large part of this. Like, I think Ohio State views this as a throwaway game I think Missouri views this as a statement game a, a program defining game and I think that in, in these situations like half of the bowl games is forget the opt-outs it's who cares to play in this thing more mm-hmm. and if you can figure that out and you can weed through all the BS and you figure out which team actually cares about this game more I think it's clearly Missouri in this one I don't think Ohio State cares a, a lick about coming here it's, it's going to be in Arlington, Texas. It's going to be a Jerry World. It's a great stadium. But it ain't the stadium they wanted to play in. And quite frankly, it's not like they're going to the, you know, the Miami or, 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 or Tampa where it's going to be 85 degrees. I mean, it could be 40 degrees here. They, they, they're, just, they're, not, they're not thrilled about this. Missouri is thrilled about this. This, is, this, is a, uh, this was a goal for Missouri. Missouri's goal was to make a New Year's Six game. Ohio State's goal was yeah. win a national championship. I think that's the difference. Yeah, motivational edge, John, all on Missouri's side, you would think, in this one. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I think Jerry World is certainly a, a, a nice little venue. It's no, you know, Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium right here in Memphis. I mean, I don't know if you guys have you know, ever, ever been there. Or, I've seen know, pictures. Seen the it's on the bucket list, you know. Yeah, well, we got $150 million renovations coming, bud. All right? So you just wait. You just wait till we – spruce that thing up um i, I oh, agree hail with, the mighty with fedex the, thank you fedex we appreciate everything man, you do for the wonderful community of memphis hey the goat man no question <laughs> hey but you know i would say on the, on the motivational thing rj is correct i did play ohio state plus two and a half it is down to one i move markets that's not a that's not a uh you know a new thing here on this show and the reason no. why i do like ohio state at least with the points here uh is because i do think there is going to be some motivation um, Devin Brown is going to get the start for Ohio State at quarterback, and he was in the quarterback battle with Kyle McCord before the season started. Uh, and at times, you know, it was close. That's what reports were. Um, and he's been given the indication that if he has a great showing, that he's going to put himself, you know, in position to be the early front runner for 2024 there at Ohio State. So he, is, he himself, the quarterback, is going to be motivated uh, to have a great game. And then Ryan Day talked about uh, yesterday, I think, that you know he's going to allow players to make their own decisions on opt-outs, but he said, quote, we've got a good group playing in this one. So take that for what it's worth. Um, I know a couple of guys have transferred out and, so, and, and getting ready for the NFL, so I know that is definitely a factor here. But Ohio State is a better team than Missouri. So if you're telling me that if yeah. you know, 80% and maybe Marvin Harrison Jr., you know, wants to do the quarterback a solid and the program a solid and play one more game, you know, in a big time matchup, 
then I think Ohio State definitely wins this one outright. I like the points, though. I took the two and a half, obviously, uh, and I kind of like the spot with the with the quarterback fighting for his job. Uh, one where opt-outs and the portal have, I, I think, very little, if almost no effect, because we haven't seen a ton of opt-outs or guys go to the transfer portal. Uh, the Peach Bowl, number 11 Ole Miss against number 10 Penn State, Nittany Lions, favored by four right now. The only player of note, really, uh, is Chop Robinson for Penn State, who's opted out to prepare for the NFL draft. It looks like we're going to get basically what each of these two teams looked like most of the season, which is wild to think about in this day and age. Ole Miss relatively unscathed, like I said. Um, Manny Diaz on the way out uh, as defensive coordinator Penn State. He's left for Duke already. I don't know if that impacts the Penn State defense, John, but this might be the best of the four New Year's six games that we have other than the semifinals. Yeah, I hate H-A-T-E backing Lane Kiffin in these bowl games. Um, I don't know what it is, but it's just like he like Ole Miss stops caring when you get to these bowl games. Like last year they got – absolutely housed by Texas Tech. I mean, in a, in a, in a team that was mm-hmm. just not even close in terms of talent. And I want to say most players played in that one. Um, but Lane's lost two straight bowl games. Penn State, I feel like, is just – and I think – look, I think they're, they're appropriately favored. And I will say there is a difference just contextually between being a three-and-a-half-point favorite like Ole Miss probably was last year, I believe, and being a three-and-a-half-point underdog this year. Uh, so it is a little different. But, man, Ole Miss always looks so unhappy to be here and so disinterested in these bowl games. And so the only way I could ever consider is Penn State here. This feels like a James Franklin, we're going to go out there and we're going to give it everything we got type of game. <laughs> and uh, it's like a Lane Kiffin's like, I'm going to hit the bar the night before. I'm going to, like, you know, hang out with my, you know, 25-year-old girlfriend and we're going to just enjoy the week. But, you know, we don't really care whether we win or lose. So I'll be, it'll be Penn State for me or nothing. Uh, I, I I agree. Lane is going to be at Magic City, uh, and then he's going to head on over to the Varsity and get himself a chili dog. All right, that's going to happen to Lane Kiffin this week in Atlanta, like or that week. He he is. I, I totally agree. I don't get why it is, but doesn't matter what bowl they go to, they just don't show up. They they never they never show up uh, under Lane Kiffin. I don't I don't know, but he just like stops carrying or what uh, doesn't doesn't want to put anything out there on tape for next year I have no idea what it is uh but I, I would I if I was gonna bet this one at all it would absolutely be on the Penn State side uh, I could see uh the over uh or I can see playing a total in this one I mean because like all Miss defense may not even show up and Penn State's yeah. got a terrible offense comparatively speaking but like Ole Miss may not have any defense, and it may, may want to be one of those games where Penn State gets like 350 rush yards, and they just roll it up, and they win this game like exactly. you know 38 to 24 or something. Well, I mean, you talked about it. this is just the this is where there to me is a clear motivational advantage for the for the Big Ten team. I mean, you're right. I don't think yeah. I don't think Ole Miss is going to want to tackle. So it's Penn State or nothing. All right, another one that has motivation clearly involved and whether there's any of it or one on one side or the other is the Orange Bowl. Georgia, Florida State, the Snub Bowl. Uh, Georgia by two touchdowns 
I know they're clearly the better team. I know when you start to talk about some of the players who've already opted out for Florida State, Johnny Wilson, Jared Verse, um, some of the guys who've gone to the portal already, like uh, Bless Harris and Daughtry Mitchell. Like, there are plenty of issues to worry about with Florida State as far as the talent that will actually be on the field. It's the exact opposite with Georgia. Carson Beck's going to be out there. I got no mm-hmm. worries about the talent on the field. It's all about do they even care to be there, Georgia, after the last two years of football that they've played, most of these guys, where every single week has been a fight to the death to prove that they are still the top team in the country. Florida State comes in, or I guess I should say Georgia comes in because they're playing in Miami. Florida State hosts Georgia, basically, and gets to try and show the world why they deserve to be in the playoff, damn it, and why you screwed us. And Mike Norvell is going to have the guys that are playing spitting fire. I have no idea why this thing is still at two touchdowns other than, again, I get it, the talent disparity. I don't think it's big enough, though, when you consider the motivational disparity, Choppy, in that what the hell is Georgia there and playing for? They're not playing for anything. And, you know, Florida State is playing for – I think the play here, if anything, I mean, the value is on Florida State money line. Let's be honest. Like, yeah. I, if, you, if you really think that the motivation is going to play that big of a factor, yeah. then yeah. The, the, the 425 is the value on that. Um, I, I wouldn't touch it. I think it's, I think it's a losing bet. I think, the pro, I think you're right. All the motivation is on Florida State's side. They are just so, so strapped talent-wise in this game. Like, they've, they've got their – forget the quarterback situation. they got so many guys are going to opt out for the draft. I mean, like, they've got a ton. I think it's just a, a simple matter of, like, man, these guys, like, they are just undermanned. And that's going to be a major, major problem for them. Uh, I, I agree. Um, the, the, the motivation, um, the – just the absolute desire to prove everyone wrong that they should have been in the final four. It's there, but dude, it's like the spirit's willing, but you know what is weak, dude. It just, you can't. Yeah. They, they're there. I, I can't, I could not in good faith take Florida state in this game because of that. This is uh, John. This is a four on the money line might be crazy. But two touchdowns, two touchdowns, is is it that big a disparity? Well, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be I guess on an island here. Um, SEC typically, the SEC teams typically when they get in these spots and they're not in the playoff, typically you see like they just kind of mail it in. So historically, mm-hmm. that that definitely does happen. I think this one is a little different for a couple of reasons. One, you know, Georgia was left out too. Georgia lost one game this season, and it was the SEC championship game. Um, and I know that we, you know, we didn't obviously expect them to get in because of that, but from their perspective, they got to be spitting nails too, because they handle business for, for, you know, for 12 games, you know, and then they get to the championship game and they play a damn good Alabama team and they come up just short and, and that's just the end of the road for them. Um, and, and Florida state on the other hand is a complete, it's a disaster in terms of their opt outs. I mean, their best receiver is out. Their best defensive end is out. Their best running back is out. Um, I just we saw how bad it looked, for example, against Louisville. I mean, they won the game, but could only muster sixteen points. Uh, we saw how bad it looked, you know, against them. Imagine a fully loaded Georgia defense and a fully loaded 
Georgia offense, which is what you're dealing with. So I think 14 is probably not enough <laughs> given the, given the you know, personnel situation because um, I think this Georgia team is motivated, more motivated than they'll probably get credit for. Um, and mm-hmm. I do think they will definitely out pretty inspired. And because of those disparities, I just I can only look Georgia here. They blow teams out, man. They enjoy that. I mean, they killed TCU in the championship game. I mean, they didn't yeah. stop. And so I kind of think that's what's going to happen to Florida State here, unfortunately. We'll see. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. I just it, we, we we do, and maybe maybe I'm over focused on the motivational aspects. And Choppy, you bring up a good point too. You know, Georgia uh, it does everything right for the entire season, and and they they may walk in here and be just as angry as Florida State. So we'll see how it plays out. We got one more New Year's Six game that I want to touch on. We'll do that in the Fiesta Bowl, and then every other game between now and. January 1st, we're going to mention it. At the very least, mention them. Tell you what we think about the numbers in each of them. Tell you what we think about the opt-outs and whether we've got any leans or plays in any of them. All on the way. We are locked in. We have got our bowl extravaganza rolling. Don't forget, get to betql.com. All the five-star plays. I mentioned one earlier to you. Whether it's sides, totals, spreads, money lines, player props. If you're allowed to bet those, those are all in there. In the BetQL app, download it today, and there is literally intelligence on every single one of these games that are we are we are talking about during our two-hour bowl extravaganza alongside John Martin and RJ Choppy. I'm Chris Mack, and this is BetQLU. You've been listening to BetQLU, presented by BetMGM. If you missed any of the show, listen back anytime on the new and improved Odyssey app. Let's get back to BetQLU, presented by BetMGM. Our BetQLU Bowl extravaganza rolls on alongside RJ Choppy and John Martin. I'm Chris Mack, and we are going to get to all the second and third tier and, hell, maybe even fourth tier and other bowl games we can find. Maybe we'll get to, I don't know, your kids' backyard two-hand touch game. If there are odds, we will try to get to it within the next few minutes here on BetQLU. Not that John didn't just get back from a week in Vegas and needs a break, but I think it's probably better really that you do. get right back. I, no, no. Get right back on the horse. Right back on the horse. A little hair of the dog. The lifestyle, man. Keep it going. Keep it going. Um, so if new there are to it, not games, new to it. <laughs> we will find them, and we We'll talk about them, even if it's ever so briefly, in the next couple of minutes here on BetQLU. Uh, let's wrap up our discussion about the New Year's Six games, though, uh, with the the final one we did not get to touch on, the Fiesta Bowl, Liberty against Oregon. And not just Oregon laying 17-and-a-half against Conference USA champ Liberty, but Bo Nix reported to be playing in this game as well. 
Uh, Troy Franklin has declared for the draft. So, look, there, there are a couple guys that won't play, but Liberty's lost some players to the portal as well. I, my first thought on this one, John, when, when it first was announced was, oh, well, nobody's going to play for Oregon, and this game doesn't mean anything to them. And for Liberty, this is the Super Bowl and the World Series and uh, everything wrapped up into one, and they're going to come in, much like I just got done talking about Florida State, they're going to come in looking to prove that they belong with the big boys. But the more I sit back and think about this, especially if Knicks is playing, this is just going to be a bloodbath, I anticipate. I, am I wrong? Is 17 and a half may not be enough. Yeah, I, I actually have a, I have a unit on, on 16, and I have a unit on 17. Um, so, you know, I'll, we'll keep that third unit to, to ourselves. But in terms of right now, I've got two on, on Oregon. Um, yeah, I, I agree with everything you said. Um, Oregon is going to be, I think, highly, highly motivated for, for Bo Nix to go out, you know, on top, on a good note, on a dominant note. And then when you look at who Liberty has played this year, I mean, it's kind of a joke, you know. They haven't seen anybody that comes close to the size, the strength, the power of, of Oregon, you know, on the offensive and defensive lines. And, again, I know there's going to be some guys that don't play in this, and I know that there's going to be some skill position guys that aren't playing in this for Oregon. But, I mean, you're, you're still talking about Conference USA here uh, and a Liberty team that has just beaten up on bad teams all year long. I think the firepower is going to be too much. I think Oregon's going to pretty much be able to score at will. So if you tell me Bo Nix playing the whole game, then there's no shenanigans, no shenanigans, then, yeah, Oregon's going to absolutely destroy them uh, in this game. No question in my mind about it. Man, you guys act like you haven't watched a Liberty game all year. Um, they, well, it, neither of us. They, they haven't but. played anybody. <laughs> Who they played? They're Listen. losing a combined 900 snaps on their starting defensive line, too, between three guys jumping to the portal. I yeah, I don't know. I don't feel good about how do you how do you the, like the flames? Like, give me the logic on backing since you love this Liberty Liberty team so much. Give me the logic <laughs> on why you love them. Uh, they got the best quarterback on the field. That's the reason. Caden Salter <laughs> is the best quarterback. Stop it! You laugh. Okay, you laugh. I saw this kid play. In high are you school. T- are you ta- are you talking about if Bo Nix comes down with food poisoning or no? Salter should have won the Heisman Trophy. He was he was the best quarterback all year. <laughs> guy's, guy's an absolute monster of a player. Stop. Don't laugh at me. Don't, don't laugh. Listen, I'm trying here. Okay? I mean, he, 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 was, he, was, he was successful. He was very successful. I'll give you that. Yeah. He was a, he was a monster. No, it's uh, – he, he was Liberty a player. A he showed up and played football. <laughs> Stop it. He did not show up and play football. I mean, 31 touchdowns, five picks, but he's he, – I mean, he's playing against, you know, Texas high schools basically. Yeah, I know. And Texas high schools do play better defense than the Pac-12. Um, <laughs> look, I mean, listen, let's, let's not act like Oregon is um, – I'm trying to think – Look, who did they beat that's ranked this year? Who did Oregon beat that's ranked? Let's pull up the schedule, uh, Oregon I State, guess. they won. Yeah. Yeah. And, okay. you know, we thought USC was we we thought USC was good. They're not. 
right? Utah with a but, third right, stringer, right? right. Like okay. they, we're 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 putting them in uh, in a category. I'm not sure they should be. And now they're going to win the game. Like they're they're just so much more talented than Liberty. And uh, and I, I don't. I, I I think this is too much. I think this is too high of a spread. It's too high of a spread for me. I, I probably would stay away from this one. I do think they're gonna. They're they're clearly the better team. Uh, there, there's no doubt about that one. But like we're, we're there's a motivational factor that plays in here. Right, I, I, you know, like, and Liberty certainly has that on their side. You're right; they're they're missing a lot of guys. Their defensive line, it's gonna be tough. Um, and and if Bo Nix is gonna play the entire game, it's gonna be tough. But this is a this is a number that I don't know, man. I I I don't know that I can get down with that. Liberty, Liberty. Um, real quick, so before we get into these next, you know, the second tier, third tier of games, we were having a conversation off the air during one of the breaks about just the the ridiculous nature of even if guys have decided to jump into the portal, but they have not actually left yet, they're they're not allowed to play with their teams, and so in some cases, I don't, not a lot, but you may see a guy who's entered the portal. Um, and hasn't decided to leave yet and, and may end up sticking around. Who knows? That still happens sometimes when guys enter the portal who who isn't playing with his team. Or I think, moreover, just the idea of the portal being opened during bowl season needs to be looked at, John. Like, if we would just – if they would take a page out of some of the pro sports leagues and make the opening of the portal like free agency day – for the NBA in the middle of the summer or for the NFL in the spring. On those free agency days, those sports and those leagues are talked about more than the actual games that are being played in other sports and leagues. People talk are more interested. Think about like the transfer windows in European soccer. People are more yeah. interested. There's more news around those than there are the actual games being played. And if you waited until, say, January 20th, to open the portal mm-hmm. after all the games are over and all the confetti's been swept up off the floor, uh, I think it would a serve college football and the players who do want to transfer better, but it would also serve these bowl games better in that some of them are going to be missing essential players because they've entered the portal. And we, what if one of these players puts up a had an opportunity to play and put up a huge game? Some receiver wants to leave Georgia State, for example, so because he didn't get recruited out of high school, he was a three star maybe, and he wants to go to an SEC school, but he hasn't decided where he wants to go yet. And he goes out and balls out in a famous toastery bowl and puts up twelve catches for one hundred and fifty six yards and two touchdowns. Might get him a better offer. Might might drive up a, a little bit of a bidding war between the programs that he wants to go to. Um, it, it's something college football needs to consider. I know there's no centralized power, really, that anybody listens to anyway, mm-hmm. um, who who could make that happen. But, you know, the NCAA wants to rule over stupid stuff like whether second-time transfers can play immediately or not or whether they want to hear waivers or not. Maybe this is something they should be more focused on. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it, it. you are technically, I think, allowed to play while you're in the portal. Most do not. Most aren't even with their teams, right? Most just leave and they transfer somewhere else, and that's the end of it. Like in the uh, – you mentioned, I think that was the famous Toastery Bowl, the old Dominion game where they were up, mm-hmm. you know, 28-7. to 7. This kid, Caden Veltkamp, starts the game in the transfer portal and inactive, okay? And he comes in, 
after the the starting quarterback, you know, uh, pisses on his leg, down his leg, and he comes in, he looks like Joe Montana. I don't know if we're allowed to curse on here. Well, I guess I'll figure out later. But Yeah, the, we'll, the we'll work of, that out uh, in the end. The truth of college football bowl season is that it has been a complete and total shit show. And the reason be- – and, and I say that because I was watching the UTSA game against Marshall. I actually had a bet oh, on UTSA. Yeah. Uh, and that game was an abject disaster. Frank Harris is in the press conference a day before uh, talking about how he can't wait to play. And, you know, this is his one last ride. You know, he's been there for seven years, and then he doesn't play at all. He has some injury that keeps him out of the game. Uh, the Marshall running back, Ali, who was killing it in the first half and helped Marshall get out to a 14-0 lead. He doesn't even show up in the second half. The coach benches him inexplicably for no reason. Played the first half, benched him in the second. What are we doing here? Um, I, I, I think you really have to exercise a lot of caution when it comes to these games because you don't know what the coaches are thinking. You don't know what the players are thinking. Like You can start a game, and you may not finish the game. Um, so I just think from a handicapping perspective, you know, and yes, there is there is change needed. We could we could push this thing back two weeks and it would be just as effective and it would make these bowl games a little bit easier to digest and a little bit uh, more interesting to watch. But um, in terms of handicapping them and betting them, I would tell anybody watching this, and we're going to break down most of the games, but do so while you're exercising extreme caution because yeah. like if you just want some action, you know, when you look at it like I'm going to go play some blackjack, perfect. This is good. But if you think there's like some kind of edge here, I would just I would I would caution you cuz you don't know what these coaches or players are going to do even after the half. Amen. You've no idea. That that was a nightmare in Frisco at that uh UTSA Marshall game. It's a nightmare. Um that's the problem with the with the structure they've set and it's you know the NFL uh is the, the fact that it doesn't hurt the kids in the NFL draft to skip out on bowl games, that the NFL doesn't like take the oh man they're not committed they're not good teammates they don't they don't punish them, which I think is fine I have no problem with that you know yeah. that 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 plays into it um, the fact that the transfer portal window opens before these bowl games is another part of it make it open after um, you, you could do that but you're never going to have a situation where it's like the NFL free agency or the NBA. Um, quite frankly, because Sports Talk Radio hosts are scared to talk about college sports because they don't know the players. That's the reality. The reason they talk yeah. about the NBA and NFL free agency is because it's easy to know the players. They don't talk about baseball. They don't tell you about baseball games because they're scared. They don't know how to play. They don't know the sport. It's not because they don't like. They don't know how to break it down. They're scared to talk about college football. I mean, look. I mean, I, 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 I do. You know, I do radio in Dallas, Fort Worth. But you, you, you've got to really look to talk about college football here. Uh, because the hosts don't know enough about all the players around the country. They, they, they're too scared to talk about it. And they're probably going to hate me for saying that. What the hell do I care? Um, you know, I'm a vacation. <laughs> they already hate you, so Chopper. Don't worry about they it. Yeah, it's cool. Look, I, yeah. I, I, I'm, going, I'm, I'm doing a, a full heel turn in 2024, <laughs> baby. Full heel turn. Uh, but, yeah, it's um, that's the reason. They, they don't know the sport. They don't know the players. So they're, they're, they're chicken you-know-what to talk about it. So they won't. Yeah. If you could leave the swearing to John, that would be great. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so, that's what I did there, right? I did that. I, yeah, let him yeah. do it. He's wearing his let old him be the bad Grizzlies boy. hat. Yeah. He's got that. Yeah. Let him be, let him be, the, yeah. let him be the salty-tongued bad boy. 
that uh, all right. the females like who, li- who listen and watch this show line up and go, oh, Joe. Uh, you know, exactly. Um, so, it, all right, we got all these games that we, you don't know who might be playing in them. You don't know what coaches might be there. You don't know what the motivation factors are for all these teams. Doesn't matter. We're going to touch on each and every single one of them. Coming up next as we continue to roll through our BetQLU Bowl Extravaganza alongside RJ Choppy and John Martin. I'm Chris Mack, and this is BetQLU. You've been listening to BetQLU, presented by BetMGM. If you missed any of the show, listen back anytime on the new and improved Odyssey app. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Let's get back to BetQLU presented by BetMGM. And our bowl extravaganza rolls on alongside RJ Choppy and John Martin. I'm Chris Mack. 25 games, count them, 25 games we are about to touch on in less than an hour. How are we going to do that? Magic. Just magic. John's going to swear. Choppy's going to call out everybody else in the radio industry. I'm going to just sit here and hold on to my ass and hope we, hopefully we get through the whole thing. But here we go. Oh, let's start in beautiful Montgomery, Alabama. Saturday, December 23rd, a noon Eastern kick in the Camella Bowl or Camellia Bowl. I'll be honest, nobody really knows how to say it. All that we know is that it's actually played at a stadium called the Crampton Bowl, which sounds like a prank we would play on each other in college. Hey, we went, we went, to, we went to Ben and Pat's apartment and I left him a Crampton Bowl. But, no, it's a stadium in Alabama that's about half the size of most Texas high school football stadiums. Choppy, you would be familiar. Let's start with Arkansas State laying three, John, against Northern Illinois. 
a couple of six and six juggernauts meeting in the Camellia Bowl. Do you have any thoughts on this game whatsoever? Absolutely. I actually played Arkansas State minus two and a half. Uh, I'm not afraid. I mean, you guys is. act like I don't want the there smoke. I want all the smoke. I'll play some of these dumbass games. Arkansas State's play a lot better, uh, you know, of uh, of late. I mean, I only say that because they could not have possibly played worse, you know, the first couple of weeks of the season. But uh, I think they made a, a quarterback switch, um, and, uh, and they've actually, you know, I mean, to get to a bowl game after that start, 73 to nothing to Oklahoma and then 37 to three, Against Memphis, uh, you know, they go from Shroud to Rainer, and it, and it did make a, you know, a, a big difference. They put up 77 on Texas State. So I actually like them in this game. I think they find a way to get it done. I bet it at two and a half. A three is a little different. But, uh, yeah, give me Arkansas State, Red Wolves. Oh, this go. man, Choppy, Choppy, this man tried telling us that he wasn't paying attention to the second and third tier bowl games. Meanwhile, He's got 500 <laughs> words of capping done on each one of them. Uh, first of all, it is the Camellia Bowl. Okay, it's a play. You're obviously it's not a horticulturist. It's a plant. It's a great flower. It's a wonderful flower. It comes in red and white and all different colors. Um, the fact that anybody is backing Butch Jones blows my <laughs> mind. Now, he is good against the spread oh, in bowl him. games, but the only thing it's about the only thing he does. The only thing he does is he wins. He covers bowl spreads. So I would lean on Arkansas State in this one. All right. Up the road while they're playing that one in Birmingham. They'll be playing the appropriately named Birmingham Bowl. Troy laying seven and a half against Duke. Both teams without their departing head coaches. Riley Leonard gone as well. Uh, Troy and Duke. John, what do you got for me? Go ahead. Give me give me 750 words on Troy and Duke in the Birmingham Bowl. I can't give you that at all. Uh, I've actually covered the <laughs> Birmingham Bowl. I don't. Is it in? Is it at Legion or is it? Is it? Is it at a different? It, is it at a different venue now? I think it's still. It, at I Legion. think it's at a different. It's at Protective Stadium. The hell is that? So I think. Is that a different place? Because it, I think it is a different uh, venue because the Legion Field was an absolute dump. And that's when I, when I hear <laughs> Birmingham Bowl, that's what I think about. Just a complete Oh, you know uh, what? I think urban, this is the new this is the new UAB stadium, I think is what it is. Yeah, it is. It is. So, I mean, congrats to them that they don't have to play in the day in Legion Field anymore because that was just blight. Uh I have nothing. I guess I would I would be forced to, you know, take the seven and a half here uh just because I don't I you know, seven and a half for Troy against an ACC team just feels kind of extreme, but I have nothing on this game other than that. Choppy? Nothing on it. Uh, you know, generally when you lose a quarterback uh, of Riley Leonard's cat- you know, caliber, you're you're going to have a drop-off. Uh, but I'm with John. Troy being seven and a half over an ACC team seems a bit much, even though it is Duke. And, you know, mm-hmm. how much of Duke's success this year was, you know, their head coach and their quarterback. Uh, so... I, I would stay away. I, I've got nothing. Not not betting this one. Duke plus two fifty on the money line. Okay. Uh, famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Uh, Georgia State against Utah State. Georgia State without their top wide receiver, their stud running back, and their starting right tackle. They've all moved on into the portal. Utah State is down to their third string quarterback. Totals at sixty one and a half. All those absences on offense. I might lean under on this, Choppy. What do you got? 
I got Utah State minus two and a half. Uh, I, I don't really have a reason why. That's what the that's what my buddy who's a who's a who's a got a computer program picked out spit out for me. He says take Utah State minus two and a half. He said don't ask questions, just go with it. And just I said, do you it. know what? I'm not going to ask questions. I'm going to go with it. I'm taking Utah State the two and a half. John, I mean, I why? You know what I mean? <laughs> Because <laughs> it's the famous That's Idaho Potato say. Bowl. That's why. Yeah. Because it's the I, famous I just, Idaho. I just like, I just... Potato Bowl. It is. It potato is. Bowl. It is the famous Idaho. But, but there is nothing famous about either one of these teams. Um, you know, if these teams sort of, you know, got sucked up into a black hole, you know, nobody would notice. Uh, so I just, I just nothing zero. Be a lot of empty hotel rooms in Boise. I know that much. Armed Forces Bowl. Fort Worth, Texas, Choppy, not far from you. James Madison against Air Force. JMU's staff has basically entirely vacated the premises, or mostly vacated the premises. Kurt Signetti off to Indiana, took most of his assistants with him. JMU had to fire five, or excuse me, hire five temporary coaches just to get through the practices leading up to this game. They literally went to like a temp agency. No, they didn't. Um, But it would be funny if they did. It's an armed forces bowl, and Air Force is one of the teams. Who do you think is going to win, even with James Madison laying one and a half, Choppy? I, th- I think James Madison's going to win. Um, mm. Again, this is a like a, um, a motivational type game, right? Uh, and, and the other thing is there are a ton of players that have been made available for this game for James Madison that entered the transfer portal. Like, there's only two guys that are going to be missing this game. The rest of them are in the portal, but they're going to play. They've been made available somehow. I have no idea why or how. But I, I this is like they've never been in this situation. This might as well be the Super Bowl for these guys. So let me, mm. let me, you know, it's 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 not going to be a, it's not an elite venue. Eamon Carter Stadium's not this great place to go. Uh, you know, Fort Worth's cool. You know, it's, 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 it's if you're going to come to Texas, Fort Worth's the spot to go, not Dallas. Forget about all that nonsense. Come to Fort Worth. That's real Texas. But uh, yeah, I, I think um, I, I think James Madison's the play here. If there is one, they're the only team with motivation. Like this is a motivation situation for them. John, you back in the armed yeah, forces I, I, in this one? I am actually because I, I yeah. unlike Choppy, am appreciative of our our military. Uh, and for the freedoms that they allow us to even like do stupid things and like that. Being American, where at least I know I'm free. Exactly. Yeah, James Madison's uh, quarterback's not playing this one, right? McLeod, he's into the transfer portal. So, uh, you know, I think it's a lot to ask. And, you know, Air Force does have some opt outs. Um, you know, and, and I would say, you know, to hell with those deserters, you know, lock them up and throw them away, <laughs> throw away the key. But uh, I just I think Air Force, you know, I think about the first five, six weeks of this season, you know, they were definitely one of the better teams in college football. And I think that triple option is really hard to prepare against. You better be motivated because you got to defend that damn triple option. And that's not easy. So I'll take the points with Air Force plus two and a half. Give them to me. Old Gitmo John locking people up and throwing away the key. Uh, the 68 <laughs> Ventures Bowl in South Alabama. And guess who gets to play in it? South Alabama. Laying 17 in a glorified home game against Eastern Michigan. Lots of important offensive pieces up in the air on both sides here, including the starting quarterback on each side. Of note, 
Chris Creighton, the head coach at Eastern Michigan, is four and one against the spread in bowl games for what it's worth, John. Yeah, I I, I think South Alabama is uh, much better. I mean, they well, you know I I, I think about uh, the, the teams they played. I mean, they 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 uh, they beat the crap out of Oklahoma State earlier in the year. You know, mm-hmm. I just I think Eastern Michigan's probably a little bit out of its weight class here. Uh, and so I, I know 16 is a massive spread. It's a massive number, but you know, you're going from playing teams like Ball State and Kent State to playing a, you know, uh, meat and potatoes South Alabama team that's going to be physical and that's played a big schedule. Uh, I like South Alabama in this one. 68 Ventures is an investment company in Alabama. Yes, that's all I got. I have nothing else in this awesome. game. This is. I would That's totally. I, I'm with John. South Alabama. They're, they're completely. They're completely much better than Eastern whoever. That's. Yeah, that's the kind of research we're looking for here. Is yeah. If we don't know the bowl game sponsors, I don't know how we're supposed to bet on them. Las Vegas Bowl. John was just out there and somehow didn't spend any time in jail, despite spending a week in Las Vegas. Utah laying six and a half against Northwestern. <sighs> Total forty one and a half. I know Utah's defense. Yada yada yada. Northwestern, a disastrous Big Ten West offense. 41 and a half, though, John. Uh, too low? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, it, Northwestern can play some ugly games. I do like yeah. the side, though. I do like the side with, with Northwestern in this one. Um, you know, they ended the season pretty strong. Um, and I think, you know, again, when you start talking about these programs that don't have necessarily like a super – uh, past a super, uh, you know, extensive tradition in terms of, you know, the postseason. I think they do get up for spots like this. So inside a touchdown, I'll definitely be, uh, I'll be taking the Northwestern Wildcats here plus six and a half. Happy to do it. I'm taking Northwestern six and a half as well. Uh, I'm on this game. This is one of the games that I have. Uh, and, and look, I mean, they're one of the teams that's losing hardly nobody in the transfer portal for this game. So they've got basically their entire right. squad. All right, Hawaii Bowl, Coastal Carolina, San Jose State. One team used to playing out west. Another team used to playing on a beach pretty much uh, from Myrtle Beach in Coastal Carolina. San Jose State laying 10.5 in this one to the Chanticleers. Uh, Choppy, do you have anything on the Hawaii Bowl? Got nothing on the Hawaii Bowl. Uh, I do know this, that San Jose State only has four guys in the transfer portal, and Coastal Carolina might have the most in all of the sport. This this uh in, during this bowl season, so you'd probably be better off leaning towards San Jose State. John, yeah, I've actually got the under in this game. Uh, I have under fifty four. I know it's down to fifty three and a half now. Um, and I and I like the under for all the reasons that that RJ mentioned because, I mean, Coastal lost sort of everything on offense. I don't know how they score. Um. I just don't know how that – I think San Jose State will be able to move the ball, but I just don't know how Coastal Carolina is going to generate offense here. So, you know, if you don't want to lay the 10, I think the under is still a good bet there at 53-and-a-half. Day after Christmas, when you wake up and the last thing you want to do is look at your credit card statements, let's pretend like it didn't happen and let's watch the Quick Lane Bowl as Bowling Green takes on a losing Minnesota squad, the only 5-7 and seven team to gain bowl eligibility this year. The Gophers laying three and a half at beautiful Ford Field against Bowling Green. Total 39 and a half? Hmm, okay. 38 and a half now? Uh, I may take the under just so I can sit there 
fall asleep while watching this and then wake up and see that I'm still under and be happy with it, John. I love betting unders in football. Uh, it's yeah. one of my favorite things to do because I feel like nothing ever happens. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and so, you know, when I just get to sit here and root for third down incompletions, which happen quite a bit in yeah, college football, uh, you know, it's, it's a it's a good day for me. I love NFL unders too. I the the bet I hate making the most is an NFL over because I just feel like lapses never. Yeah, I know they the games do get over, but I don't ever want to bet it. Um, yeah, I think Minnesota minus four is fine. Uh, I I think PJ Fleck is exactly the kind of guy that'll be like, you know, we're arriving seven and we got to go out there and make the most of this opportunity. He's gonna rah rah him up and stuff. That's what he does. So yeah. uh, he's gonna roll the boat on Bowling Green. I know that it's not gonna look great. It's not gonna be super dynamic. But mm-hmm. I just think the you know if you're telling me that most guys are gonna go, then I I would suspect that Minnesota's physical overpowers Bowling Green in this one. Yep, I I agree. It's got nineteen thirteen written all over it. It'll be a cover and an under. Uh, yeah, I, I think that I would take the uh, the three and a half, four points. I, I think Minnesota wins this one. All right, we keep rolling on some of those post-Christmas games as our BetQLU bowl extravaganza rolls on eight games down, 17 more to slam into the next half hour or so alongside John Martin and RJ Choppy. I'm Chris Mack. This is BetQLU. You've been listening to BetQLU, presented by BetMGM. If you missed any of the show, listen back anytime on the new and improved Odyssey app. Let's get back to BetQLU, presented by BetMGM. Yeah, we're ripping through them. Our bowl extravaganza rolls on. Last segment, we got through eight games. That's the efficiency with which we work here alongside John Martin and RJ Choppy. I'm Chris Mack. This is BetQLU. Thanks for joining us however you get us, whether it's on the YouTube Odyssey Sports Channel whether it's inside your Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, it's free. Download it today. Take us with you throughout the holiday season. If you get it as a podcast, then, hey, it's perfect. You just consume uh, every few games the day before they're played, and you know exactly what you need to know, hopefully. Uh, and don't forget, double-check. John made this point earlier. Double-check everything. 
because you never know who's going to opt out last minute, who's going to decide to transfer last minute, who's going to come down with a phantom injury or a real injury last minute, what coach may leave for someplace. Make sure you're doing your homework on these bowl bets because this time of year can be bananas. Let's get back to December 26th, the day after Christmas. You're just laying around watching the kids play with the toys, maybe playing with your own toys. I don't know. That's between you and your toys. First responder ball, Texas State laying five and a half points against Rice in Dallas. I have nothing on this game, guys. I'll be honest. Absolutely nothing on Texas State and Rice, John. Well, good news for you is that I do. I got Texas State ah, minus three and a half earlier in the week. Um, you know, these, 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 I will say, like, I feel I'm not trying to sound like, oh, I'm so smart. I got this at a better number. It's just like, if, you know, if these, you know, spreads take any money at all. They're going to move. They're going to be really sensitive uh-huh. to to any bets and any kind of news. So Texas State had one of the more underrated surprise seasons uh, in all of college football. RJ, you should probably know that, uh, being that you are in Texas and you're responsible for knowing everything that happens everything. in that state. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, this whole idea that, you know, you're just not, not along with it, you know, agreeing. You know, you need to know what's going on in your neighborhood, man. Um but yeah, their their win total on the year was just four, uh, and they and they went over that, you know, in you know the first you know six, seven, eight games of the season. Really good job and a, and a really well coached team there uh, at, at Texas State. So I got them three and a half over Rice, uh, and I think they get it done. I have it at five. Uh, I, I was a little late to the party, uh, but I still took it at five. This is their first bowl game. This is a big deal. It's a big deal mm-hmm. for a school formerly known as Southwest Texas State. Uh, so give me Texas State and the five points. I will take that. Uh, it's a it's a, uh, it's it's a good story. It really is what they've done this year over the last couple of years since you know really becoming trying to become a football program, a real football program. Uh, so first bo- first bowl game, they are going to have a crowd. There is going to be a ton of people there rooting for Texas State. Yeah, it should be a decent atmosphere, if nothing else, right? Nightcap, if you want to call it that, on Tuesday night. Guaranteed rate bowl in Phoenix. Kansas laying 12-and-a-half to UNLV. That's not as interesting, though, John, as the total to me. 64-and-a-half. Give me my guy, Brendan Marion, and the Rebels. I know they had a bad showing in the Mountain West Conference title game against Boise, but I think that uh, they look to light up the scoreboard in this one. I'm going to take the over with these two offenses, 64-and-a-half. I know the Jayhawks lost their offensive coordinator, obviously. Thank you very much. We appreciate it out here. Um, But Kansas UNLV in the guaranteed rate bowl. Give me the over, John. I want points, points, points. Yeah, this feels like one to me where, you know, most of uh most of the Jayhawks are are gonna play in this one. That's what Lance Leopold said earlier this month. Um, and I could absolutely under, understand and see a scenario where they really care about this one um and they want to do it for the program. And so you have that going on. So if you combine not as many uh, opt-outs with a you know a super motivated team to to deliver a bowl win, you know, I I I, I think UNLV's had, they obviously they had a great year. They they overachieved under Barry Odom mm-hmm. and that's fantastic. But uh I like Kansas in this one. Probably get it done by two touchdowns. That feels right to me. I think the over. I think the over is the play. Uh, I, that's a that's a big number. Um, you know, but Lance Lightfold's really really good in ball games. I, I would probably take the over though. Um, I, I don't know how UNLV is going to stop Kansas all that much. So give me the over. Yeah. Uh, Wednesday, December twenty seventh, at early afternoon game two Eastern, uh, one Central Military Bowl, Virginia Tech laying ten and a half to Tulane in Annapolis. 
John, uh, what's the read on this one? Ten and a half seems a little big for a middling ACC program against a Tulane team that's still trying to prove themselves, I think. Yeah, the difference, of course, is that uh, Pratt opted out. Um, and so mm-hmm. Tulane is going to be – and their top receiver opted out. So they're just – and Willie Fritz is gone. You know, it's Virginia Tech or nothing for me in this in this spot. You know, this is not my Tulane team. This is a very different version of, you know – the one we've kind of come to know and expect over the last few years. So they will not be representing the AAC in this one. Uh, they will be acting as an independent. Uh, you've, you've stripped them of that, record. of that, of that just opportunity. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They will not that be honor. AAC rep. This one. I mean, they're just not whole. I mean, it's just one of those teams that got ravaged by the transfer portal and the coaching, le- uh, the coaching staff leaving. So I think Virginia tech will be a little bit more uh, up for this one. And they'll probably, They'll probably feast, is my guess. So it would be Virginia Tech for me. I'm out on this. Uh, Tulane is is very, very – they're not a team that could withstand a lot of transfers and losses to drafts and such and and, and still be able to compete. That's the difference between a a G5 and a Power 5 team. Uh, But I I still – I don't trust Virginia Tech at all, so I would just stay away. All right, Duke's Mayo Bowl later that day, Wednesday, the yeah. afternoon of December 27th. Here we go. Buckets of mayonnaise getting dumped on somebody. Won't be Drake May. He's not playing. So there you go. There's one big piece of this one gone. West Virginia thusly laying six and a half against the Tar Heels in Charlotte, John. Yep, it's under, 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 under. Call me the undertaker uh this bowl season and again i uh, the 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 logic is yeah i want to hear the gong i want to hear the gong Gong. when we start talking about these you know i'm saying here comes taker here he comes the undertaker yeah i mean you're just doing you gotta turn the lights off then you gotta turn the lights off and then you'll bring them back on when you let's go uh yeah no in all seriousness um uh, it's just all these different QBs opting out, not playing. You're trying to, uh, you know, find this stuff out on the fly. Uh, I took under 57. I don't know what the number is now, um, but I just don't see this being a shootout whatsoever. I think 57 is just yeah. way too high when you start getting into backup quarterbacks. Um, I, I just, I, I don't, I don't think that's what we're going to get here. So give me the under here with some backup quarterback play. Uh, you know, my biggest question with this game is, is, is nothing to do with the teams. It's, you know, for a hundred years, Hellman's was the only mayonnaise anybody heard of, and all of a sudden, last like four years, here comes uh-huh. this Duke character with their mayonnaise. But their mayonnaise has been out for a hundred years as well. But how come nobody ever heard about it for a hundred years? Did it just marketing like was just shopping. kind of marketing? You know, this is pre-Twitter. Nobody heard about things out before social media. It's been around for a hundred years. It came out four years after Hellman's. How did nobody ever hear about this? All they heard about was Hellman's mayonnaise for a hundred years. Because they had to sponsor. This is why you get weird bowl sponsors, so that you can dump stuff on people, and then people can buy that product. So there you go. You answered your own question, I think, Choppy. Yeah. Holiday Bowl, Louisville laying seven and a hook against USC. Talk about motivational angles. Does USC even want to be there? Oh, we get to go down the road to San Diego to play in a meaningless game against an ACC program. No thank you, John. Yep, uh, agree totally. It's Louisville for me. They're going to care about this. They're going to try to, you know, have that, you know, under uh, uh, under Brom there to 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 get that one done and and end the season with some positive momentum. Um, I mean, this is just that sort of classic angle of a team that was previously far more talented, but is now going to be in a spot playing a backup quarterback in a 
in a game that they don't give a hot damn about, yes, it is it is a Louisville spot all day long. Nope, nope, nope. Big no for me. I am staying away. I don't trust Louisville. I certainly don't okay. trust uh, Lincoln Riley. Holy cow. Or or, or, or anything hmm. to do with USC. I, I just – I can't the, – the stench, the stench of that ACC championship game, I cannot get out of my head. Uh, I'm so mad at them. They ruined the entire thing. I mean, they could have made this such a clean, easy Final Four, and they blew it. I am staying away from Louisville. I don't trust them. Texas Bowl, an old, uh, I guess this would be an old Big 8, Big 12 kind of matchup. Texas A&M against Oklahoma State. Uh, I don't know what the hell's going on in College Station, but uh, it is what it is. Um, (laughs) Oklahoma State got absolutely worked in the Big 12 championship game. They lose uh, Jaden Bray, a couple others to the transfer portal, but not hit nearly as hard as everything going on in College Station. Choppy, it's right down the road from you. Uh, Aggies are, is this right? Aggies are favored by two against the Cowboys? They are. They are. They are favored. I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to lean, I think I'm going to lean towards Oklahoma State in this one. I, I don't trust A&M at all. I, I don't trust A&M. Give me the points. Actually, I, I might take money line. Money line is probably the better way to go. On the plus one twenty, uh, I'll, I'll take that one. But I don't trust A and M. They've lost a lot of guys. They obviously have a new coach, so it's it's a big change. Um, give me, give me Oklahoma State, John. Yeah, the only the only thing I would sort of th- think is going in A and M's favor is you know that it's an interim coach, and we know sort of that that initial bump, right? When you have a fired coach yeah. and a new guy comes in, and even though he's headed. Uh, you know, elsewhere he's going. He's going to Syracuse next season. He is going to have one last game. So, I don't know. I tend to believe in that stuff psychologically, where you're looking for just sort of any kind of reason to care. I think he's going to have a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of guys in that locker room that are, you know, trying to help him go out on a winning note. So, I'd say the SEC team here. Give me the, give me the uh, SEC team minus two with the interim coach. Thursday, uh, no, I was going to say Thursday afternoon. Thursday morning in Boston. Boston College playing essentially a home game at Fenway against SMU. Who they were thinking? They were thinking maybe they had a shot. Maybe they had a shot to get into the New Year's Six conversation. They didn't, and their consolation prize is you get to go to Boston in December. SMU laying eleven. BC stinks, guys. They're bad. Um, so, uh, I, I would glad I'm not going to bet it because 11 is a little much, but if you had to force me to take a side here, John, it's SMU. Yeah. I mean, I think SMU is definitely going to get this done at 11. Uh, they have not really, uh, been hit that hard by the transfer portal. So they have most of their guys that are going to play in this one. And like you said, I mean, Boston college is just bad. Uh, and you probably have a little bit of that extra boost of, man, we didn't get in the New Year's Day Bowl, so, you know, let's go out here and let's kick some ass. Um, so, I, I actually, you know, winning your first conference championship there, your first regular season title since 81, uh, I think it's a really good team that can put up points in a hurry. I suspect Boston College will probably not offer that much resistance here. I'll take the 11. I, I am right there with you. We had Rhett Lashley, the head coach of SMU, on the show a couple weeks back after the uh... – ACC championship game, and after the uh, selection show, he was heated, man. He was heated. They that that is a sleeping giant program. That is a they are going to the ACC. They are in a recruiting hotbed. Every single Texas high school state champion this year 
of all the districts was in North Texas. Every single one of them. And that is right there backyard. This is a sleeping giant of a program. It's only the beginning. If you can't play a football game on a Thursday morning in Boston in December at a baseball stadium, go down the road to New York and do it there, the Pinstripe Bowl. Rutgers against the U. Oh, this is a football game that's being played. That's my hot take on it. And some people will watch it, John. Yeah, I mean, I would just take the under. What is it, six and a half? <laughs> 40, 41 I, yeah. and a half, and that's actually come up a little bit. Yeah, I, 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 I'm fading that steam, man. I'm fading that steam. I mean, I, I watched Rutgers actually quite a bit this year, and I liked what they did. Um, but man, I mean, it's they good just by Rutgers really... standards, right? But it's still Rutgers. Oh, for sure. Yeah, exactly. Um, and they play really physical defense. They don't make it easy on you. Um, I don't really see a lot of points being scored in this one. Rutgers is going to take every play clock down to one, uh, <laughs> and and it's just going to be a grinded out game. So unless we unless we get you know uh, overtime somehow, I think forty one and a half is safe. I think the under is the is the angle here. Is Shiano still chopping wood like he was doing back in the day? Is he still having he got guys? A contract uh, you know, extension, didn't he? I know, I know. He got a look. I, I I always thought he was perfect. He's a perfect fit for that job. Uh, yeah. Perfect. I, I I'm, I'm going to lean. I'm going to lean. Are you? Are you for? Are you this weekend or in that game? Are you? I don't know. Uh, I'll take Rutgers in the one and a half. It's a home game for them. They care about this. Greg Shiano, man, he's going to chop wood all day, all day. He's going to be out there like Paul Bunyan. Well, if you can't chop wood, then toast some Pop-Tarts. Pop-Tarts bowl may be – it just makes it makes me want Pop-Tarts. I love Pop-Tarts, especially brown sugar cinnamon. That's my only take on this one. Yeah. NC State, Mac Brown is mad at them. Kansas State, uh, another Big 12 team that's wandering into a bowl game with what kind of motivation, I don't know. I don't know if either of these teams is greatly motivated. You get to go hang out in Orlando for a week. Congratulations. Uh, Wildcats favored by three now, John. Yeah, you know, both teams really have gotten hit hard by the uh, by the opt-outs. Uh, Will Howard, we know, is transferring the starting quarterback there. Uh, and then NC State lost its All-American linebacker um, in Peyton Wilson, who is expected to opt out. I mean, I just I, – I really have no feel, no no real lean on this game. Unfortunately, it's a pass for me. Just want to be honest. I'm going to be transparent with you. Yeah. I don't feel – if I don't feel – uh, aside in this, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna fake it. You know, this is one where I'm. You know, happy to pass. I'm happy to pass this one too. I, I've got nothing for either one of these teams. Like they're just, they're there to fill out the schedule, and occasionally, yep, yep. like NC State is at least, and K State, you know, they'll occasionally jump up and and win a conference. NC State will occasionally. I mean, NC State's got a great track record of sending QBs to the league. It's it's a wild run, but. Uh, yeah, give me uh, – I'll stay away. We might have a couple of uh, sleepers and not like sleepy games, but I mean games that might actually be sleepers for being good games down in Texas to talk about, plus the rest of the action on New Year's Day. And we wrap up the BetQLU Bowl extravaganza with our best bets as well. Coming up next, alongside RJ Choppy and John Martin, I'm Chris Mack. This is BetQLU. You've been listening to BetQLU, presented by BetMGM. If you missed any of the show, listen back anytime on the new and improved Odyssey app.
Let's get back to BetQLU, presented by BetMGM. All right, enough screwing around here, boys. Alongside John Martin and RJ Choppy, I'm Chris Mack. This is BetQLU's Bowl Extravaganza. We've got eight games left to touch on ever so briefly, and then we'll get everybody our best bets for bowl season before we get out of here. Thanks again for joining us inside your Odyssey app or on the Odyssey Sports YouTube channel, however you get the show. We appreciate you hanging with us this holiday season. I mentioned a couple of games down in Texas that might actually be sneaky good. Let's start with the Alamo Bowl in San Antonio between Arizona and Oklahoma. Arizona laying three against the Sooners here, John. Total, 62.5. That one is kind of sneaky attractive to me, although, I don't know. We've got, we, we no longer have a quarterback at Oklahoma, so that probably starts with mm-hmm. where we can play this one. Exactly. I like Arizona for those reasons. I mean, they they, they barely lost anybody at all to the transport of opt-outs. Um, and again, you talk about programs that don't necessarily have that, you know, uh, tradition. Oklahoma's used to playing in big time games, big time bowl games. You know, they wanted to go. They want to go to the college ball playoff. They want to play, you know, and and you know, random, you know, December twenty eighth bowls. I can tell you who's going to be more up for this one. There's no doubt about it. Plus, you know, the Arizona coach, you know, uh, find some success here early on. So uh, I like Arizona uh, with the field goal here for sure. Yeah, I'm not going to play the game, but I, I, I do think that John's on to something. I mean, Jed Fish had done an amazing job at Arizona. That's not a great uh, job. I mean, they don't produce a ton historically. Uh, Division One players out of that state in high school. Oklahoma barely has to leave the state to get anybody. They just go on and down to Dallas-Fort Worth. They take all the players they want. But they don't have a quarterback, and that's a big part. That's a big problem. They got you know they, they got hit in the transfer portal pretty hard. So I'm going to yeah. stay away. I think John's on to something that Arizona, if there is a play, it would be Arizona, but I'm not going to touch it. Before we get to the Sun Bowl, which is the other game in Texas, I think could be sneaky interesting. Gator Bowl, December 29th, Clemson against Kentucky. Clemson laying four. Eh, this is again, John. This is a ga- a football game that will be played, and some people will watch it. Yeah, I got Kentucky. I think this number was way off when it opened at seven. I grabbed uh, two units on Kentucky plus seven. Um, I, I just never really have believed in Clemson all year long. Um, and you know, Mark Stoops is coming back, so I think guys are excited, guys are fired up, and uh, I just think an SEC team getting seven where they have you know a lot of their guys playing. It's just a, a, a missed price. So I, I think four is fine, too. Kentucky probably wins this game outright. That's my guess. So yeah. I like the Wildcats in this one. Dude, this is a massive, sharp bet edge to Kentucky in this one. Like, major. I, 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 I'm surprised by this number. I've got nothing for Clemson. I, I, they've become... It's sad because, like, you know, when they first started this run, I was like, oh, it's a cute little story. It's Clemson. They've always been like the 8-4 and four team that never beat Florida State. They've become so hateable, so hateable, yeah. everything about them. So, like, and, and I, don't, I don't know how Mark Stoops walked back into that room after, he, after that fiasco with A&M and he reportedly <laughs> took that job. Like, I have no idea how he walked back in that room and said, hey, guys, I'm here. I love it here. I love Lexington. <laughs> I'll stay here. Uh, for, they, they didn't want me down at College Station. They pulled a – they pulled a Shiano on me down there and said, get out. We don't want you here. But uh, I, I think I think Kentucky's the team. I think that's the play at five and a half or whatever it is All right, Su- Sun Bowl, yeah, right around five and a half. Sun Bowl, Oregon State without a head coach or quarterback against Notre Dame in 
Uh, beautiful, sunny El Paso. Just don't cross the border, everyone. Six and a half, Notre Dame favored by. Uh, I, I don't know if that's I, – I, I don't know. I know the motivation angle here is different for, for, for these two teams and what especially Notre Dame is used to. But uh, Oregon State, it, I, there's got to be a lot of air out of the balloon, I would think, in Corvallis, John. Yeah, I just, I just, I, I, I don't know how to approach this game at all. I mean, an under maybe, I guess, would be the way I look yeah. at it because of all the thirty, forty-two and a half. I mean, Oregon State's coach is gone. Notre Dame lost everybody uh, that matters to them offensively. So, you know, it's just one of those games that's kind of hallmarked by all the uh, all the opt-outs and transfers. So, I, I just probably have to take the under because of the uncertainty there. Man, this is sad because this was this was a great get for the Sun Bowl to get this game. This These are two really good teams this year. And the Sun Bowl yeah. is like, it's a good bowl. It's one of the oldest bowls in 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 in, in, uh, in the country. Uh, I actually like Oregon State. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily play it, but I'll tell you this. Like, there has been a circle the wagons mentality since uh, their coach left for Michigan State, which I'm not sure that's a upgrade in job. Uh, and and he's, an, he's an alumnus. I mean, he was the dang... MVP of the Fiesta Bowl in like the early 2000s and they lose their quarterback and they lose the other quarterback too they lose both of them uh but man they this is like a us against them kind of game for Oregon State I think they might sneak up and win this one I'm not gonna play it but I, I wouldn't it wouldn't stun me all right we're under five minutes so just give me a side if you got one uh John's backyard they will play this game the Liberty Bowl Memphis Iowa State John, tell me why we what, tell me why we're on the Tigers getting nine and a half. No, oh no, 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 no. Memphis lost two starting offensive linemen. This is going to be right. a disaster for them. Give me give me Iowa State minus nine and a half. All right, Choppy, you get the job of talking about the Music City Bowl, Nashville, Auburn, Maryland, Maryland getting seven. Uh, this is once again a football game that will be played, and some people will watch it. Auburn had a really good recruiting class uh, on, on signing day. Top 10 in the country. Music City Bowl. Wyoming, Toledo. I know you love Wyoming in the Arizona Bowl, Choppy, right? I love Wyoming in every bowl they play in. I, I love I, – I, I, give me Wyoming <laughs> anywhere, especially if there's altitude involved. I'm going to take Wyoming. Especially if – okay, altitude. Good call. I like that. Uh, Relia Quest Bowl, John – uh, Wisconsin LSU. I mean, uh, talk about lack of motivation for LSU after mm-hmm. the conversation they were involved in. Really, almost down to the last couple of weeks, they got the Heisman Trophy winner. Oh wait, no, I'm good. Um, LSU laying ten to Wisconsin. I don't know how you get to LSU minus ten. Uh, yeah, not with a backup quarterback. I know Wisconsin had the starting running back opt out, but. I just I don't see how LSU I can't get to this number. It'd be Wisconsin plus ten for me. Choppy, your Vols are playing in the Citrus Bowl against the Hawkeyes. Um, I know you're conflicted about this because it's Iowa and you want it to be an, a, a gross under, but it's also Tennessee and thirty six and a half is a really gross total. That's so bad. That's so bad. Iowa could probably score against Tennessee. Uh, the biggest question here is with Joe Milton. They're going to take this down to game day on whether he's going to play or not. He may opt out. Uh, he's going to play in the Senior Bowl. Uh, he, he, you know, obviously his draft stock is about the count, about the combine. He put it on Clemson last year, though. Uh, I, I don't know how Iowa scores enough to 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 stay with Tennessee. 
Uh, even though Iowa's got a really, really good defense. Yeah, defense on the field that long, you're gonna get you're gonna get worked eventually. Yeah. All right, let's give them our best bets, boys, out of all the games we've talked about. The college football playoff semifinals, the other New Year's six games, the 25 other bowls that we have touched on in the last two hours. John, what's your best bet for bowl season? Uh, It's Big Blue, Kentucky. Uh, I got plus seven, but if you haven't played that yet, I mean, you can't play it now, but I'd still think plus four and a half, plus five is good. Uh, probably an outright win regardless. So give me Kentucky here as my best bet of bowl season. Choppy, what's your best bet of the bowl season, and do you have one of your patented pizza money parlays? Uh, I I do have a pizza money parlay. Uh, I will take uh, Air Force money line and Northwestern money line. Uh, that two teamer is going to be, you know, uh, five and a half to one. It's a little bit, that's a, it's a good little boost, uh, just a two teamer. But, uh, you know, my best bet, give me, um, give me Bama plus the one and a half. I yeah, think they win this I game like, by 10. I like Bama over Michigan. I like Washington, uh, in, over Texas. And we'll talk a little bit more about those games as uh, we get a little bit closer to them. Uh, The one I know you guys are probably on the other side of, and you got good arguments for why you're on the other side of it, but I, I, again, despite all the talent that's not playing, that's not showing up, I do think the motivational angle at the very least keeps the Seminoles within two touchdowns of Georgia. I don't know if I'm going all the way out on the money line there, plus 400, 4 to 1, 450, whatever it is, but give me Florida State plus 14, down in Miami against Georgia, I do think the motivational angle ends up playing big for them. And that that's what I'm going to go with. We'll see. I may end up falling on my face on that one. But once we are done with bowl season, we'll see if we can get producer Zach to uh, get us our best bet records updated and tell you exactly where we're at as we start to pivot towards hoops again uh, in the next week or two. Got to thank everybody who helps make this possible. Thank you for joining us here on the BetQLU Bowl Special as well. Uh, Don't forget, wherever you get your podcasts, you can download us as a podcast and take us with you this bowl season. John's warning again, cuidado. That's as bilingual as I get. Find out who's actually playing in these things before, if you're placing a big bet, if you're just having a little bit of fun and you can afford to just have a little bit of fun, hey, by all means, have a little bit of fun. But if these are serious, serious bets for you, and you want to put major units on them, as John would say, then by all means, uh, check it all out from every single angle. We appreciate you listening to us and listening to our angles, but double and triple check those things before you put big digits and lots of zeros down on these games because you don't know what's going to happen as we get down to the last minute and get down to game time decisions and kickoff and all that. But we appreciate you coming to us. For some of that information, BetQLU will roll on into the new year. We thank you again for joining us here on the Odyssey Sports YouTube channel as well. For producer Zach, for RJ Choppy, for John Martin, I am Chris Mack. We'll talk to you again soon. Enjoy bowl season. Enjoy the holidays, uh, whether you're spending them with friends you absolutely love or family you can't stand. Hey, remember, none of us is perfect. And just enjoy the time with them because you never know. This might be Uncle Lewis's last Christmas or Aunt Bethany's. Enjoy it, and we'll talk to you again soon. This has been BetQLU, the dark side. 
You've been listening to BetQLU, presented by BetMGM. If you missed any of the show, listen back anytime on the new and improved Odyssey app.